Hello Otsugu Knights community, and welcome back to the Roundtable Podcast. We are your hosts, Luke Barber and Katherine Getzinger. Today we are sitting down with Mary Gase, the Drug and Alcohol Prevention Specialist for the District. Hi Mary Gase, thank you for sitting down with us. Hello everybody, I am so excited to be here. We're very excited to have you on. Thank so, you. To start off, tell us a little bit, little bit about yourself. All right, so I am a graduate back when the dinosaurs roamed. Back in 1992, <laughs> I graduated here from Otsego. I went on to school, got my degree in social work, and um, I worked in the mental health, community mental health field for a, quite a few years. I worked with um, people who were severely mentally disabled. Back in the late 80s, deinstitutionalization was happening across this nation, and that was just um, the government was trying to get people out of state hospitals, and those were the people I worked with. I These were people who had lived in settings where they were taken care of for a majority of their life, and all of a sudden they were told to live on their own. So I worked very, very closely with them. I would see them every day. I did that for about five years, and then I had my first child and decided to stay home. So I stayed home for about 12 years, and when my youngest, Drew, who's a junior here, um, started school, I decided I needed to do something, and I started subbing here at Otsego. And that led into a mirage of different... Uh, jobs from being an aide to being the junior high librarian. And eventually, um, Mr. Koch realized that I was a social worker and asked if I would be interested in doing the drug and alcohol prevention job. I do not work for this school. I work for Wood County Educational Service Center. And I don't know if most people realize that. Um, So I work for Wood County, but I am only here at Otsego. So my personal life, I have, I think most people know, I have three kids, two graduates, and I have Drew still here, who's a junior. I've been married forever, and I've been told I bleed orange, black, and white, which is an okay thing. I love it here. So you have quite a background here at Sega then? I do. Everything from subbing to um, I was an aide in the classroom for a couple years, which was fun, actually. I got to know students really, really well. And then I was in the library, the junior high library, for three years, four years, and I loved that as well. I don't know. Was I you guys' librarian? I don't think so, because I don't remember that. I didn't even know you did that. Yeah. So, okay. I must have been... I've been in this position for six years. So, I guess that would totally take you guys out of that, wouldn't it? So, yeah. I've been in this position for six years. Um, can you describe what exactly you do for your job? I wish I could. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> no. It is a very interesting job. So, right now, I only work three days a week through Wood County. Um, and a majority of that is spent teaching. So I go into different classrooms and I teach different programming. Currently I go into third grade and I teach a, um, a curriculum called life skills, which is teaching them how to be good friends, how to deal with stress, how to make good decisions. So I go into their classrooms once a week for nine weeks 
Um, so that's fun because I get to start meeting them at a young age. And then I teach all year in sixth grade. I go in maybe every third week and I teach um, a program called Lifelines, which is a suicide prevention. I start the year with that. And then right now I'm teaching life skills, which is similar to that of third grade. Um, you know, decision making, uh, how to deal with anxiety. And then that also includes um, drug and alcohol prevention, um, tobacco, nicotine, marijuana, alcohol. I also teach eighth grade and I teach in their drug prevention as well. And right now I'm teaching a curriculum called Safe Dates, which is probably one of my favorite things to teach. And that focuses on healthy relationships, not just romantic relationships, but healthy relationships. In high school, I also teach suicide prevention and mental health, uh, a program called Teen Mental Health First Aid, which gives our students um, tools to deal with anxiety and stress, but also recognizing signs in people's lives that they might not be doing well. So those are some of the things I teach along with some other um, classes. I also meet one-on-one -on -one with students if there's um, drug, alcohol issues at home or in their life. Um, I have a junior high group called JTI, Junior Teen Institute. We're planning a big retreat here on March 31st for the whole county for junior high, 6th, 7th, and 8th graders. Um, so all the counties throughout the, or I'm sorry, all the schools throughout the county will be coming here for a retreat. Um, I also do some mentoring groups. So we have 11th graders who mentor 6th graders. And I do these with the counselors. And then we have another group that's 8th graders that mentor 4th graders. So we go across um, and we have kids from the elementary that are involved in that. Let's do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's great that you do all that, though. It's really important to teach kids how to be safe with all these different things. That sounds really similar to what Deputy Brian does in the elementary, too. Yes, it, comes it is. In, like once every few weeks. Absolutely. We work together a lot, and the grades that I work with, um, he typically doesn't. So, for example, mm -hmm. in junior high, I work with 6th and 8th graders, and he does a D.A.R.E. program with the 7th graders. So we kind of work together to make sure we're hitting as many students as we can. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it works well. A lot of um, working and coordinating with those around me, um, the, the other staff here in the building. Yeah, I, just think, I think that's awesome. Thank you, Luke. I think you're awesome, too. I think, I think you guys are awesome. doing awesome. Aww. You're doing more awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Luke. Hi, Owen. <laughs> so what kind of education do you need to be a prevention specialist? That's a good question. I hold a bachelor's degree um, in social work. Many, several of the people who do my job at other schools um, also hold their bachelor's in social work. Um, I do have a couple people that I work with who have a human development and family studies degree. By and large, you need 
a bachelor's um, in some kind of related field. You, you might have a soc or psych degree, um, but something in a related helping field. Okay. Yeah. So how long do you have to be in school to get that? Well, to get a bachelor's, you typically have to be in school for four years. I got mine in three and a half because I went straight through. I went a lot of summers. Um, you know, that was a long time ago as well. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm currently in school. I will be finished April 28th getting my master's. I am so excited to be done. Um, so I will have my master's in social work as of the end of April. So I do not need that for my job, um, but I will have that at the end of April. So with a master's degree, like, would it make you a better prevention specialist? Or um, That is a good question, Catherine. Um, I was not asked to go back to school. It was nothing like that for my job. I, let's be really, really honest, I got bored during COVID and one day decided I'm going to go back to school. So I decided to go back. I am doing an accelerated program through BGSU um, because I have my degree in social work. I'm able to do that accelerated. And it's only taken me two years part-time. Um, I can honestly say a lot of what I have learned does help me because it's been a long time since I've been in school. Let's be really honest. I graduated in 95 with my bachelor's. You guys weren't even a thought in 1995. Um, so it's been a really long time since I've been at school. So it's been very interesting um, taking my classes and kind of getting getting some new knowledge. It's been nice. I've enjoyed it a lot. I'm ready to be done. <laughs> but I've learned a lot of new things, and it has been really, really helpful to me. It has. Um, makes me see things from a different light, um, opens my mind up, teaches me different tools, different ways to deal with things as well. With my master's, um, I can do a lot more um, within the profession. I have no plans on leaving, um, but I could do a lot more. I can do therapy. I can do counseling. Um, most hospitals want master's level social workers. So with a master's degree in social work, you can do a lot more. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So switching gears a little bit, mm -hmm. what does a typical work day look like for you in the school? <laughs> oh boy. That is one thing I love about my job. There is no typical work day ever. Um, it is crazy. So right now, I am also doing my internship um, here at this school. So I am here five days a week right now because I needed to do an internship. And Mr. Koch last year and then Mr. O'Shea talked me into doing it here at this school. So I am acting as a school social worker on my two off days, um, which has been very, very interesting. And I've enjoyed it a lot, but it's been crazy. Um I'm also helping out a lot in the junior high right now because Miss Laudick had a beautiful baby um, in January. So I am helping a ton with her stuff down at the junior high right now. So a typical day, I typically will teach on white days. 
So that means when we do not have a block day, um, I typically will teach um, either sixth grade or eighth grade. Um, so those are easy days to, to navigate because I'm in the classroom all day. I typically will spend my day working with maybe two or three students a day, meeting with them um, in between planning or uh, actually conducting a mentor group during success. Um, I coordinate a ton with different staff members. As I was walking down here, Mr. Rife, we all know Mr. Rife, he's like, hey, where are you going? I need to talk to you. A lot of times that's the way our coordination is done, by yelling at each other down the hall. <laughs> um, so at this point, I do a lot of that. I um, Right now I'm in the midst of a Valentine's Day flower sale, so that takes up time. A lot of different special things we do a lot. So, um, for example, I've done a dodgeball tournament for several years after basketball games. That's coming up here soon. I am not in charge of that anymore. Um, the student of the year, the student who's running for student of the year, Natalie Hartman, is doing that this year, but I kind of am her adult in the back corner. So I've been working with her getting that planned. So I do a lot of those special things as well. Um, so that all takes planning as well. Every day looks totally different. Totally, totally different, which is an awesome thing if you kind of like that kind of life. And I do. I like to, I don't, I'm not good at doing the same thing every day. I get very bored. Yeah. That must be a lot of fun, though, having a different thing every day that you can do instead of just the same old, same old every single day. It is. It yeah. is. That's what makes, that's one reason I love my job. Of course, I love my job because of my students the most, though. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, to go with that, that is one of the best things about this job is I, I meet the kids when they're little. And then, so I, I start with them when they're in third grade. I pop into D.A.R.E. in fifth grade here and there, and I get to see them. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they come to sixth grade. And I'm like, my first day I'm in sixth grade with them, I say, okay, who came to Siegel when they were in third grade? And they'll raise their hand. I'm like, who remembers me? And about half of them will remember me. And it's so fun to get to see the kids from third grade to sixth grade, and then sixth grade to eighth grade, and then eighth grade to high school. Like, just the change that I get to see. And it, it is just an amazing thing to see how you guys grow and mature and the choices you make and it's awesome. I love that part of my job. It's so cool. It's so cool. So, and all the little things I get to do. Uh, for example, I'm bringing in a different program, a new program this year called um, Hooked on Fishing, Not Drugs. And my coworker from Northwood has done this for many years. And so we're bringing it to Atsiga this year. So we will meet with students. Um, all, all the fifth grade students at one point will go into each of their classrooms and then we literally are going to go fishing one day. Um, I kind of look at it as an end of the year, you're done with elementary school, Yahoo kind of day. Um, but we will be going to this pond that is totally stocked 
with fish. I'm not a fisherman per se, but I will be that day. Um, all their parents are invited. And so like I get to do these cool programs like that, you know, which it's fun. It's really, really fun. Deputy Brian will be out there with us and it's just a cool thing to get to see kids in a different environment sometimes too. Yeah. Right. Um, kind of sliding off of that, are you involved in the investigations when there's suspected drug use in school? I know that you all call me at Seagos DEA, but no, I am not. I am not involved. That is a Mr. Furtick thing uh, or Mr. Rife, sometimes Mr. O'Shea, um, sometimes... Yeah, I am not involved in that at all. Um, I am the aftermath. I am the person that if there is a problem, I meet with the student to do education. I um, will meet with the student one-on-one. Sometimes I do do groups if there's um, enough students with the same issue Um, I will meet with them as a group and they're all willing to meet as a group. I would never make kids meet with others if they didn't want to. Um, but I am the aftermath. I am the education that comes from a problem. Um, I am, I I don't do investigation. I don't, y'all, when those Doug or the drug dogs come and we're all like, what's going on? Then all of a sudden we hear the barking. I don't even know they're coming. So no, I am not involved. I, I, I don't want to lose my title of that Seagulls DEA, but I am not involved, not involved. Bummer. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So what are some different programs that you put together to promote drug and alcohol prevention? So red ribbon week is our big one. We start with that in October And we do different programming here at the high school and junior high versus the elementary. I have great counselors over at the elementary who kind of do the day-to-day stuff. um, And I kind of just help them plan it. I have junior high and high school students who will make big signs for them and different things like that. I'll write the daily announcements And um, I have goodies and such from the ESC, the county, that I provide for them. But they deal with the day-to-day stuff after we get it all planned. Here at the junior high and high school, we have special days. I always do a question of the day down at at lunch that you guys participate in. And this year we had some pretty cool prizes for those. Um, Do different announcements every day. Just the typical Red Ribbon Week stuff. Um, my job that I see as prevention is, one, to teach, to teach the outcomes that could come about from drugs and alcohol, but also to show you that there's a lot of things that you can do rather than partake in drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you know, we do the dodgeball tournament because it's something fun that prevents you from doing drugs and alcohol. Um, I do other things like the mentoring group that shows what your potential is when you show the younger kids around you that you can be, have a lot of fun without doing drugs and alcohol and what a positive influence the older kids have on the younger kids. Um, I'm also involved, Katie, you know this, I help get our um, high school volunteers for fifth grade camp. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I do my best to get those people who will be very positive and have a lot of fun. Katie has gone how many times now, Katie? Twice. Twice. Katie has been my high, a high school counselor twice now. So that is also, you know, am I saying, Katie, I need you to do this and I need you to be very positive about not using drugs or alcohol. No. We just, we try to show, you know, how positive you can be without like throwing it down people's throat. Right. Other big program is I do JTI in junior high. And like I said, we're doing a big retreat at the end of March for that. That's taking a lot of planning between me and my coworkers uh, at the ESC. And once again, we're not going to be sitting there talking about how not to use drugs and alcohol. It's more of, um, you know, that leadership. How can you have positive leadership? How can you have a positive role um, in the world, at your school, in the world, in your community? Um, and do it by having fun. Let, let's be honest. No one wants to sit and listen to me drone on about drugs and alcohol and the effects they can have in your life. Um, I try to do it in a fun, supportive, teach y'all to be leaders and, you know, just to be good people. That's all we want. We just want people to be good people, be contributing members of society and just to live a good life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, to end this, mm -hmm. what is one final piece of advice you'd like to give the listeners? Hmm. Hmm. That's a hard one. I think I just kind of said it, you know, there's so much we can do if we want to work together. And I think that's one thing I try to emphasize, like, let's work together. There's a lot of negative energy out in this world. And we don't, let's just try to be nice. Just be kind. I listened to Mr. Furtick's podcast and he kind of said the same thing. Um, it's a lot easier to be kind and to just show people compassion. We don't know what's going on in their life. Um, so if we can just be the kindest person and try to have fun in life, not take it so seriously and just be good people. Just mm -hmm. be a good person. Have fun. If you need anything, you know, I'm always wandering these halls. Come see me. But, uh, yeah, just be kind. Be nice. And... Well, the world's going to be a lot kinder and nicer to you. That's really good advice. That was very well spoken. Thank you, Lou. <laughs> uh, you guys are doing an amazing job with this podcast. I have listened to every episode. I love it. I love when my phone tells me that a new episode, is, episode has been dropped. I listen to it immediately. You guys are doing awesome. I'm so proud of all of you. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you for being a good listener for like all this and everything. You're welcome. Very I will loyal. Continue. Very I am, loyal I am a very loyal listener. <laughs> I should get a gold star for being a loyal listener. We'll give you one. Okay, thank you. We'll give you a gold star. Thank you. I will appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. Then. Yeah. Yeah, I want a button that says, at Seagull's Podcast Loyalist Listener. <laughs> right. There we go. Keep up the amazing job, you guys. Thank you. You're nice. welcome. Well, thank you for sitting down with us today. It was great to talk to you. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Roundtable Podcast. Special thanks go out to our digital producer, Owen Henderson, our technology director, Mr. Swartz, and our advisor, Mrs. Krupp. Contact us at podcast at seagonights.org and follow us on our social media. Our Twitter is at OHS underscore roundtable, and our Instagram is the same thing. 
Subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. And if you want, recommend this podcast to your friends or family. Thank you for listening.